Trailblazing fam. Welcome back. I'm your host, Angela Gentile, and we are here today with another epic episode. Um, Today's pod is sure to motivate and inspire you to step into your greatness. It's important to say this. um, You're not a victim of your circumstances or the hand that you're dealt. And I never want to negate or dismiss anyone's struggle or pain and the things and the way that life can show up and the things that we face and that we're presented with. Um, any less than ideal situation, bearing the brunt of a struggle we didn't ask for. I never, ever, ever want to dismiss that, but that is an important part in our story. And I fully understand like how heavy it can be. And when we're ill-prepared to take on life beyond the expectations and limitations set for us, it can just suck, plain and simple. It can just suck. So I definitely want to honor that. And we can be as complacent as we want for as long as we want. We can go in circles, stay in a cycle, keep telling ourselves that story, keep telling ourselves that we can't and never move up or out of the situation we hate. We can absolutely do that and we can absolutely stay where we are. We can accept that the circle comes with the comfort of the struggle we are spinning in. Or we can find a way. (laughs) And sometimes we don't even know what it is, what it will look like, but we know that there is something within us and there is something more out there And it's up to us to put one foot in front of the other. So just know that's why I'm here. That's why the Sweat Remix community is here. It's why the Unicorn Club exists. And there are so many ways that we can stay connected, work one-on-one, and for you to get the support, guidance, and resources that you need to step into your epicness. It's also why today's guest, Alexia Tuttle, is here to share her story. Inspo for sure, y'all. She is a first-generation <laughs> Greek American who grew up with a humble upbringing that includes a lot of violence, substance abuse, domestic violence, and no structure and poverty. With no role models around her or people she could look to for guidance, she took control at 17 to search for a life that spoke to her, knowing that she was meant for more. She was on her own, making $12,000 a year, being hungry, working two jobs and in school full time, fighting the negative thoughts that she was destined to follow her family's path. Her tenacity led her to find the structure and discipline through bodybuilding that elevated her whole life. And it hasn't been easy to be self-made and successful in a fast-paced and unrelenting world. And Alexia is proof that there is no limits. Now she is the owner of three businesses, Tuttle Nutrition, which is helping folks around the world, nutrition coaches. She's she's been doing that for the past 10 years where she became the co-owner in 2014. She was able to grow this business from low five figures to high six figures in a matter of five years and has stabilized the business with a favorable reputation. She also owns Tuttle Equity, which is a real estate investment business, helping others invest in better avenues of passive income and also drink more, a water enhancer with minerals to help incentivize hydration. And Alexia believes in helping others in various ways, whether it be through nutrition, health, financial literacy, and overall wellness. She enjoys troubleshooting with business owners on growth processes and believes that there is enough success for everyone if we just work hard. And most importantly, she prioritizes living life in the process. So it is an honor, y'all, to welcome Alexia to the pod. What up, girl? Like, what an intro, woman. (laughs) Want me to just follow you around with like a a microphone? (laughs) Like, how do I, that that chick sounds cool. I mean, why am I here? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're like, who's that? Oh, yeah, that's me. That's me on today's podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm happy. I'm excited to be here. I love your energy. Thank you. Thank you. And, and you have such a story. You have such oh, a yeah. story and I'm, I'm really excited for us to kind of dive in and, and, and talk about it. But I think, you know, people look at the the end result, like, oh, you're a business mm-hmm. owner, you're doing all these things. You're so smart. You have all this stuff, but it, that didn't happen yesterday. They're you like, know what I'm how? saying? <laughs> yeah. It, Cause yeah. like, I mean, I remember being stuck feeling like I had all these ideas. I just didn't know which way to go. I think I was like late teens, early twenties, but I knew I just didn't want to be a lifer somewhere. Like yeah, working yeah. at the grocery store when I was like, ah, oh, I see people that worked there for like 25 years. I'm like, I definitely don't want that. Yeah. And then every job I had, I remember like I would clean up the, the business itself. I loved doing that, but then I couldn't see myself long-term. And I, and I also, if someone got fired or someone quit because of me, I wasn't like hard to work with, trust me, but like, I just don't like to do other people's work <laughs> top of mind. So right. I would just be like, guys, like, just get it done. I think the biggest thing 
is that people just don't take action because they're too afraid. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's huge. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes they don't even know what they're afraid of, but sometimes it can be rooted in the comfort of the suffering we know because the fear of the uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'd rather be uncomfortable with like the shit that I'm, I'm currently in. Cause at least I understand this shit. It sucks, but I know it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Well, that's why they say like, you know, you, if you come from a violent situation, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to find a violent partner, just like your mom did. You know what I mean? So they say that, but you, you can break the cycle. I, I, I didn't believe that when I was younger, but I think because I, I did, I'm like, holy shit, I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The, you know, like it was just kind of like a realization, like, okay, this is cool. And that's why I like to help when I can. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, you just can't live in fear for the rest of your life. Like, how do you know you're not a good, I don't know, accountant if you haven't never, never tried it? How do you know you're not a good fitness pole dancer? I, I took a class. So I found that cool. <laughs> how do you know you're not good at it unless you try? Like, I remember right. I took these classes, ballroom and pole at the same time. All my clients were like, you went by yourself? I'm like, yeah. What else would yeah. you do? I went by myself. Like, right. I didn't know that was a thing. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because people are afraid to do things by themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think once you just kind of say, fuck it, I'm going to do whatever I want and be me. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. try things. Go try yeah. things. Absolutely. Yeah. Bodybuilding Could... was definitely that. that. Yeah. Well, let's everything. talk about like what kind of, how did we get here? Right. Because I the think that. Yeah. Cause I think that's important. I share a little bit about like how sweat remix came to be. And I'm always talking yeah. about how much I'm the trailblazer and the generational breaker in my family to be like be the weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I asked unicorn. I'm the unicorn and the stable full of horses, man. So yeah. yeah. If you could talk a little bit about what it was like when you're sort of in this shit and you're recognizing like this ain't it. Yeah. I well, one. I mean, like I, I do love my family. I come from a Greek family. So they're all about like, you must love us no matter what. Like, yes, that's kinda, yes. I feel like a lot of cultures, you guys can relate to that, if, especially if you're like Eastern European, but I'm Italian. Like so like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're all related. That's what it is. Probably because yeah. they all yeah. sleep with each other over there. But anyways, <laughs> so family comes from an island uh, roads, both sides. So I thought they were related my entire life. They're not. <laughs> they're from the same village, a one road village, but that's fine. Uh, but they're not, thank God. Um, but yeah, so my dad and my mom divorced when I was one, but my bio dad, and that was fine. I kind of hung out with them until I was 10. But I had a ex-stepdad who she was with, who I called dad growing up. But that also ended when I was 10 because, you know, she found this guy who she's still with, an abuser. Um, and just, you know, kind of just shook my childhood. And that's when I kind of mm-hmm. consider it ending. Um, and it was just like, you know, I would call the cops a lot. He would never hit me, but I would have to, you know, block her and you know, take care yeah. of her a lot. I would sleep over friends' houses because that's the only solace I had. And, you know, I would, uh, you know, eat food with them. They have the hot pockets. I was like, this is amazing. And, and then I would just stay as long as they, I would until they took me home. Like that's literally what happened. They would bring me to school, whatever I was doing. Um, but yeah, I was absent over 50 times a year in high school, just because if I had shit going on at home, I wouldn't go. And also because I got into drinking young, um, mm. I still had good grades. So I have no idea how that happened, but yeah, if I, I just would ask for my credit pack and they would give it to me just because my grades, Mm -hmm. but yeah, Mm -hmm. so that was just a little rough because I just felt like, you know, I was stuck. I felt Mm -hmm. miserable. I felt like no one could relate to me. And then I looked back and I realized everyone has dealt with some shit. You know what I mean? I thought I was like really alone in that because I was like, I couldn't relate to anybody of my peers because I just didn't know how to. Also, socially, I didn't know what was correct and what wasn't because I just didn't understand social. How would you know? know? How would you know? Exactly. I was just so, I didn't even know how to put on, oh, I still don't know how to put on makeup. Well, I don't even know how to do anything girly. I'm trying. I I have a closet now, so that's cool. Uh, But yeah, like just like the random little things that you would like go to your parents about. It's tough. Like, you know, and my mom would hear this and be like really upset, but like, it's, it's just the reality. And I'm very honest with her. It's like, you were a great mom because you were loving, but that's it. Like that, the reason why I'm not a horrible person is probably because of that. Like I just stem onto that, but I think I had enough uh, realization that I didn't want to go down that path. So I kind of was just like, just almost the fear drove me and made me like really ambitious. And um, I even uh, went to college for a bit because I had a DUI at 17, crashed wow. 80 miles per hour into three trees. No one really knew because I was already absent from school all the time. So no one really found out. Um, what's funny is I was like uh, at staying at this this person's house, my friend's house, and I drank the last of their milk and I wanted them to have milk in the morning. I was partying at this guy's house. I was like, I'm going to go grab the milk. I went to grab milk, dropped it off, 
back, going back to the party. And that's when I crashed. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, that made it. So I had to go to a college nearby instead of my plan was to commute for a bit mm-hmm. um, with shitty ass car. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and college, I did well when I went, but the thing with, fi- uh, uh, financial aid is if you don't go, they will make you pay it back if you, if you get Correct. out of class and I was Correct. working so much. So yeah. I was just like, I would not go to certain classes cause then it interfered with my job. And then I would just get F's. So I had A's and B's when I went and then F's. And so I actually flunked out of college. Wow. Which is yeah. kind of crazy. Right. And no one really knows that part. So you guys are all kind of well, thank first, you. But Listen up, sharing, sharing <laughs> things. I, I just want to, I, I want my degree. I did finish my degree with honors at a different school because they just took what I had. So that was, yeah, that was fun. Let me, let me tap in here for a second. Cause this is, this is an incredible story to just, you know, and you're so candid and, and, and open. And I I respect that so much because this is the reality. This isn't bad or good. It's just life. It's just who you are. Honestly, even in my businesses, I'm known as that transparent. I don't think I'll I'll, let, it's, it's good. Cause if you have business partners or anybody that's in business with you, you want to feel like you actually know who you're working yeah. with. So yeah. I know, I just think it's part of who I am now. Absolutely. And and to grow up like that, I think we, let's just not bypass, like not getting the tools and skills you need to function mm-hmm. in this world is, is it sucks. It's such I a felt detriment. Like I was late to the party in some totally. aspects, early to the party in others. Yeah. yeah Cause you uh, got this like life skill <laughs> of like learning how to call the cops, learning how to mitigate trauma, well, learning how to like deescalate abuse. With, uh, you know, like 16, 17, hanging out with people in their twenties, because that's, who I got along with and who would drink on mm-hmm. school nights. So like, yes. that's just like, okay. Like, um, but it was just weird. I think I was always looking for those role models. And there was like a couple of people that stood out like a, a, like a random Spanish teacher, Mr. Witty, and like certain people that would like just be those, I don't know. I remember as them being like a good pillar. Yeah. Like a rock, some support. Yeah. I think when you're, cause that's the point of adolescence and into mm-hmm. your young adulthood is to like, look at the boundaries and the parameters that were set for you as a kid. And then like safely start to explore, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it can be healthy to fail and to fuck up when you have yeah. someone who has your back. And when you don't have that and you're fucking up and you're failing, that's when it can lead yeah. to a whole ass disaster. You know, yeah, and it took a lot of growth, man. Like I found, I was calling myself out on so many things. I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm being too negative. Oh my God, I'm making excuses. And I would catch myself mm. doing all these behaviors that would put me down that same path. And I was just like, I can't do that. Um, so gaining insight when you're young, it's very difficult. You usually gain it as you go through those life experiences. So I was starting to like really put in the work around like early twenties to really try to become someone. Um, mm. yeah. Ironically, that's when I met my husband. I think I was around like, 21, 23, but we didn't start dating until I was 23, but he was already solidified, like solidified in himself. So it was kind of a weird dynamic learning myself while having a guy who actually really helped me grow because he's yeah. a damn straight, straight and narrow guy that he'll call me out and be like, Oh, you're, you're being ridiculous. I'm like, shit, I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it just, everyone needs to have some type of support and I, or like just use yourself until you do and find the people that you want to be surrounded by the people yeah. you choose to be surrounded because you by. were hungry you're hungry for it you're hungry for yeah. it at like 14 15 16 years old like i just didn't searching. know what it was right because how would you know you know what i mean your your emotional yeah. capacity at, at 14 15 is what it is you know mm-hmm. so you left at 17 mm-hmm. you just like graduated was like i'm out He's went out. to school yep. yeah <laughs> how how, and, and you're trying to survive on your own going to, going to college, yeah. working full-time. Okay. Two jobs usually. Yeah. Yeah. And are you at any point, are you like, I fucking hate this? Yeah, I really did the entire time. Yeah. I really don't even use my degree, honestly, either. So I was like, it's not even really needed, but I had 80 grand in student loan debt. I had literally three grand left. <laughs> like right now. Congratulations. Yeah. I never thought I would ever pay that back, but like I could have gone to school for free, but you get money back to help you live yep. so like i would be shitting bricks for a while because my my debt would be and i would get that random check to help me and i was like okay thank god and yeah. i'm like all right cool like it was a, yeah. it was an interesting time for sure yeah i just you're I, in- I, would, I would let my phone go i was like i don't need a phone they can call me at work i was like <laughs> i was driving this random irish dude's chevy s10 pickup truck he found me it's a, that's a different story <laughs> i was like i had to learn how to drive a stick in a day to get to work with a broken third gear i'm like i can do this don't don't get too close to me because the yeah. wheel's back. It was just, it was right. a crazy fucking Yeah, thing. it was interesting what we'll, <laughs> what we'll find and what we'll latch onto to like just help. Like I just need help. I need support. Yeah. And, you know, 
I mean, I've had my moments too. We all have when you're like, I'm looking for X, Y, and Z, I think, and I think this person can provide it for me, but however, I'm sadly mistaken. And then we have that reckoning moment yeah. again. So how did you're kind of like in your seven, you're 17, 18 in your early twenties, sort of like in this cycle of like struggle bus, this ain't yeah. it. I got to keep like working hard, hustling. And how did that kind of lead you to like finding more discipline and into bodybuilding? Cause I know that well, that's sort of the part one, of the, the trajectory. Yeah. One thing I always realized by myself is I never really idolized celebrities too much. Mm-hmm. I idolized uh, like almost Navy SEAL type mindset discipline because I never had, I find like my, when I would visit my friend's houses and they had rules, I was like, oh, this is cool. So you, so we have to go to bed when? It's <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, because I was also a people pleaser forever, by the way. So that was, yeah, that, was a well, that, thing. that comes and, with trauma and that comes yeah, with the whole thing. Yeah. That's a whole nother episode with my husband. Um, But yeah, so I was just like, when I found bodybuilding, okay, it it gave me the structure and it helped Mm -hmm. with the discipline because it it is something you have to stick to, to see the results. And I just was addicted to that good feeling. I was never, I don't have an addictive personality in a certain way. Like I tried to get addicted to cigarettes when I was 15. It didn't work. Like I tried. Mm -hmm. Alcohol was just a thing I did to help me during that time. I was never addicted. But bodybuilding... um, to an extent, it's just like, it really did help everything else in my life because of that stable structure. I had to get up and go to the gym. I had to make sure I moved enough. I, I made my meals and you making mm-hmm. your meals that helps your energy. My mm-hmm. energy was better. I was able to, to have more cognitive function in everything I was doing. Yeah. So it was just a, a, a great thing. I was excelling at work. I was excelling with other things. You know, it was just that the catalyst, I think yeah. that I needed. So everyone has a different thing. Like some people it's military. Some people yep. it's like a certain job or college even can sometimes do it for certain people. Um, but yeah, I think I, I just needed that so bad. Yeah. Cause bodybuilding and, and when you're that hardcore in your fitness, it isn't just about like the daily tasks. Like you really have to zoom out and you yeah. have to look at like, what is this going to look like for the week? What, how am I going to structure my workouts this week? When am I going to fit this in, in between my work and my life? And I need to meal prep. What do I need to get at the grocery store? How much money do yeah. I have? So it is, it, it can really do some discipline and some people call it rigidity, you know, yeah. but you can call it whatever never, you want, you know, I was never one of the girls that was like cardio bunny or one that was obsessed with the food macros and stuff like that. Honestly, um, I think that's why I teach it now is because I've seen how hindering it is and how yeah. um, dysfunctional it can be it can when be. people do bodybuilding. It's a, become a fad. And that's why I actually talk people out of competing more than into it these days. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's a healthy thing if you want to just lose weight. Like it's just, it's not healthy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it becomes, it becomes an obsession and there's a lot of shame that can be attached yes. to it. So, you know, I am, yeah. I don't, I don't have a, a leg to stand on with this. I just know it from like anecdotal personal experience. Yeah. So I'll just yeah. put a pin in that and stop <laughs> that right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, you get the people that are in it because they love it. You get the people that are in it because of tripods and like other <laughs> reasons, like oh my God, reasons that, that are not beneficial. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Every gym's tripod sitting now. That's a whole different conversation. Is that like, I just thought it was I just thought it was where I went. And I was no, like, I huh. think it's everywhere now. That's interesting. Right? My buddy in Connecticut who has a gym, Universal Fitness, amazing gym. I love that gym. But like where, he doesn't really allow it as much. That's Watertown, yeah. Connecticut. Um, okay. I'm in Texas now, but yeah. um, love his gym because he would just like, it wouldn't be a thing there. <laughs> he just yeah. doesn't allow it. Uh, but the gym's here. Oh my God. I'm like people with their shirts off everywhere, tripods. I'm tripping over everything. I'm like in the back. I found myself in the back of one video. Someone sent it to me. I'm hopping like a bunny to my husband. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I am probably like, I didn't, I don't care. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm in, I'm probably in a lot of people's workout videos. I should pay more attention and just like really photobomb that shit. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I do on purpose. Cause I'll make like the weird faces or like, like walk, like a, I don't know. I would, yeah. I'll show you my frog walk sometime, but Perfect. like, yeah, I'm, I'm just like a weirdo in public and it's fun. Yeah. It's we really love fun. that. I think you have to be. I think there's no other way. There's no other way to be. (laughs) So I think, so now that we're in this like discipline phase, what sort of shifted in your life, like personally, professionally, because you had to get out of the chaos. Cause it sounds like, you know, we're in this cycle. She was, was, was a self-confidence in myself. Like one thing that I struggled with as a kid is I thought all I was going to be good for was sex because I didn't. I had a really mental struggle with that. So I was, I just blocked out emotions. I was like, this is what I'm good for. No one's going to like me 
Yeah. My worth, my worth is in my sexuality. Yeah. I didn't even know how to be in a relationship. I remember that I was at like a bonfire, my first actual relationship, first year in college, first semester. And we were at a bonfire and this guy asked me for my number. I'm like, sure. Like a naive little girl. And and like my, my boyfriend at the time came over, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, this is, oh, this is not right. Okay. Sorry. Like I almost, I felt so fucking stupid after I'm like, oh wow. Like why don't I know what's like, I just felt like I was out of my mind. Plus was a few months after the accident. So it was probably, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, so I had a few relationships and I didn't realize why they all just phased out after six months. I mean, like they would last way too long. I should have ended it after six months, but it was more just like I lost interest or I didn't lose interest, but they, they didn't have drive or ambition. And I think mm. that just for some reason, that's why after six months, I was just like, ah, no, this isn't for me and things would go wrong. And I didn't know like what to do. So it was like, so the dating life was kind of a mess, but like it was there. Um, I would I would go from one job that was like, you know, half time to full time to something better, to something more paying. So I, I did like accounting work to uh chiropractor. Oh no, banking to chiropractor, a different chiropractor, a lawyer. <laughs> it was just all these things I worked for. Um, and just to get me, I was almost I was in the process of becoming a cop back in the day too. And yeah. around that time, that's when I was helping uh, my now husband with his business and it just started blowing up. And I just, I was like, nope, that's not for me anymore. We're going to ride this wave. Yeah. So. It's interesting that you chose like law enforcement and stuff because yeah. it is like structured. It is like- Because I wanted yeah. that structure so bad. Yeah. And I really, I, for some reason, everyone's like, wouldn't you not like cops with what you've been through? I'm like, no, technically- I did like them for some reason because I liked the, I don't know, authority aspect. I liked the, they would come and help even though they would come, my mom would lie mm. and then it would leave, but they would still <laughs> come all the time. I'm like, yeah. okay. Um, I don't know why I've always wanted to ha- be in that. Like I really love the military, things like that, certain aspects, but uh, yeah. Yeah, because really the, the control, the control, yeah. the discipline, the structure, especially, yep. again, I think it, it comes when the light, like what's chaotic in your life and you want so badly to never, ever, yeah. ever go back there again, especially when you were put in it, it like this yeah. was not your choice. These were Mm-mm. just like the, the, yeah, the, I used to get really the gifts angry of, of parenting. I don't, right. I don't remember a lot, to be honest, because right. it's like the, I would just push it down, move on, push it. So now anytime something happens that's negative, I just push it, move on. And I'm like, wait, let me deal with it for a little bit <laughs> because my brain yeah. will just go into song, like hit me baby one more time. And I'm like, wait, what, what, what happened? Like nothing. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> this is how the coping works. But I think an important lesson for that too, is I think my, my living in fear of losing or fear of that scarcity is, is the drive. Right. But Mm -hmm. I think at some point it switches and it just becomes who you are. Right. So I'm not technically fearful because I do live beneath my means. I have a good nest egg. I make sure my structure is very sound. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that fear almost made me feel bad about myself. Like I was being too overproductive. Right. Cause I would have the days where you're hustling, hustling. I would a day where I'm like burnt out and I'm like, Oh, I'm not doing enough. Right. So I, I say it like this, there's a hustlepreneur and like a chillpreneur, right? And you want to, mm-hmm. you can't be all hustle. You can't be all chill. Yeah, there's like, be a balance you know, in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Like a sliding scale. Like, you know, like yeah. if you're hustling, hustling. Yeah. You can, t- if you, if you're having a chill day and your day is like shit, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to have a chillpreneur day. I'm going to still get things done, but mm-hmm. probably not as much. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's kind of how I see. It. And I try to respect that a bit, but if it's like too much where I'm really, down, not motivated. Cause we all, again, motivation, mm-hmm. you can't trust it's fleeting. You have to focus on your discipline day to day. Just do. Um, I just make sure my, my basics are done. Make sure my, my nutrition's on point. My sleep is usually the one that I have to yeah. make sure. Foundational shit, man. Foundational shit. More. Yeah. It's a foundation yeah. walking or movement, technically movement. Your yep. movement, sleep, stress management. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and that's like, I think those are the foundational pillars to make sure that you're okay. I think as entrepreneurs and anybody who is busy, and especially I think like in this, I'm a millennial. I work with a lot of millennials. Like we are just part of this culture that's like give, go, go, go. Yeah. And well, and we're we're kind of that like breaker of it of like wait a second, I don't really think that this is healthy. <laughs> well, think about it. We're between the two big yeah. differences, right? We're between right. the everything is paper and chill, and it's going to take you four hours to do this, and mm-hmm. then we're between like oh no, just press this button, we have it right here. I'm like. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I kind of <laughs> like that. I have like 
I kind of like that. I know how to do both. Like if anything yeah. ever happened, I do like that. I can use a card catalog. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, that's true. I have to keep a map in the truck just in case the apocalypse just case. happens. Just in yeah. case. Just, <laughs> just like, you have to. You know, I remember yeah. MapQuest printing it out and being like, oh, oh missed that turn. Okay, just imagine over here. Imagine we actually did that. And like it, yeah, that's wild to me. Wild yeah. to me. Y'all don't know. If you're young, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm kind of glad because then everything wasn't on social media too during that time. I would be unemployable. I would be I would, unemployable. I would be too, because honestly, when I was in, becoming a cop, they made me sign to my MySpace, which I didn't know was still active. I was like, oh, beer pong. Didn't realize that was there. I, got a MySpace. <laughs> I, was, I was just laughing because I was literally like 16 in the I phone. Wonder, I'm like, oh. Do I, do, does, does MySpace still exist? Like, should I go back in and like deactivate my account? Well, I had to go in and deactivate after that. But yes, mm-hmm. I think you have to. Because mm. it's still up. It's still up. I think it's more of like a music site, but it's still up. <laughs> Good to look at learning shit. <laughs> well, I every, learned the hard way. He's like, oh, who's that? I'm like, every day. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. I think, let me reel this back in because I feel like we'll yeah, just sorry, talk shit. For the, <laughs> no, we'll just like I'll talk shit you. for the rest of the podcast. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to be mad about it. But I want to talk about this, you know, where you're, you are kind of like into your young adult and into your adult life now with this structure, with this discipline uh-huh. that you, that you, wanted to get from outside things. You're like, if I do this job, then I'll have discipline. If I have this thing, I'll be disciplined. But what actually ended up happening was you had to be disciplined within yourself. Oh yeah. You, you had to find the worth, the drive and, and the, the insight within yourself to be like, no, in order for me to get to where I'm going to go, this is what I have to do. So how has the, how did that perspective of like, huh, I'm in control I'm disciplined. I built this discipline. How did that sort of lead to some of this success in your business endeavors? I think the the biggest thing was you, I forcefully am still humble because self worth is a little bit low, right? So if you're if you're it, you always struggle with that no matter what, and I have less of it now, of course. But like, I don't think you can ever expect to be. I'm fully healed. You know yep. what I mean? I think it's just one of those things you adapt and you understand. Oh, I'm reacting this way, and that is because of this, and I know how to get through it, or whatever. But um, really, how it all grew is I knew that if I kept at it, things would get better as long as I kept to the principles, right? So, like Tuttle Nutrition, um, he, my husband was, you know, he started it. I became partner where I, where I was like, I need to clean up your shit. <laughs> he wasn't billing <laughs> people. The the marketing was a little bit off, and I kind of just went with my gut on things. Like I think this needs to be changed. I think we should do this. We'll build up the processes, make it all stable, and then we kind of just started. I started taking clients on the side because I was always in the nutrition. Built that up, and I knew I would try to not charge them that much because I wanted to make sure I did a good job and they were happy. And then I we start you know marketing that we're a team, and then we changed it to like not scary him doing a most muscular on the site, and <laughs> and it just grew so crazily. I think it's because me and him are kind of similar in a sense where we can talk to people and we're goofy and I don't, I don't know what else, but it's just pretty real, pretty real and honest. It's been really good. Um, And it just kind of, we tried to really make sure that even if we couldn't get every person to their goal, they still were happy with how hard we tried. Um, Of course, it's never been perfect. And I have cried over some clients, but um, it's just kind of like what you have to do. And I I would think I'm just a failure almost instantly every time I I failed a client. Right. And I had to be like, I'm not a failure. I'm not a failure. Like, but being humble makes you continue to get better, continue to keep going. Um, Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of times where I'm just like, just do it. Just do it. Stop thinking. So, you know, the logic, emotional scale. Mm-hmm. You know, how like that you want to be here. Okay. Well, my group over here in the emotional section. Um, I like the logic section a lot, but yeah. it's not really great to always be over here. Yeah, you it has to be harmonious. Yeah. yeah. Business, yeah. I try to be over here anyways, but like, you know, you do need to have a little bit of both to be able to have that, I guess, balance sliding yeah. scale in your life. Right. Yeah. Cause then it's energetically balanced in it would not anything that's out of balance. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, warrior hustle. Like yeah. you said earlier, that's where you burn out and you can't yeah. be just like emotional and creative and fluffy all the time. Then you don't get paid. Mm. <laughs> and like, yeah. And like, I think it's because I never tried to do the cliche marketing, the fake, I have four spots left. Okay. You might, I mean, the way they do it in the bodybuilding industry is different. Um, but like, I just tried to not never be your cliche marketing and, and I really word of mouth and that's yeah. how it, it drove up. And I think um, just keep 
keeping at it and realizing like things that everyone sees is that's happening like this. It really didn't happen like that. It took a very long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it was one of those things where there, it was tough for a few years, like growth. I went from like index cards for billing to like multiple boxes. I'm like, I need to go digital. And I just like, I was just like, oh my God, out of my mind, like trying to adjust with the business. But I, again, I think it's perfect, perfectly normal to have those processes in place. Then yep. once they're in place, that's when you start building slowly, but you let it kind of build too, without just staying stagnant. I guess you can say always have like mm-hmm. a growth plan in your mind, but don't force it if it's not ready. Yeah. I think that's key. I love that you said yeah. that because sometimes with anything, whether it's business or whatever it is in your life, sometimes we get so attached to this like specific fantasy mm. and outcome that we're not paying attention to the natural evolution and growth of the business of our clients, of ourselves. Like cause always learning. Yeah. Cause it's if, if our, our business and what we do is always a reflection of where we are in our own of like emotional, spiritual, financial journey. So if we're not paying attention to that and we're so hard set on this A to B thing that we created five yeah. years ago, then we're missing out on like the evolution of ourselves to take this business in a more aligned, yeah. evolved place, to take this relationship, to take whatever it is that you're working on outside mm-hmm. of your, you know, in your life to be able to take it to an authentic place. So I love that you said that. Like, it's not always yeah. about holding steadfast well, to the specific thing. They can skip some steps because it's, yeah. oh, I'm, yeah, past we like that. That. I'm past that. I'm like, well, well, no, maybe you need to brush up on it. You know, like, like even now I've been in the, you know, nutrition for 10 years now. And I, I feel like I know less than I knew 10 years ago, because mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, the more you, you know, something, the less you realize, you know, the less you actually do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so even, especially with total equity, man, the, the whoo, so let's talk about that. Cause I, I saw oh, something that you posted on Instagram the other day and you're, buying like multifamilies and stuff. Apartment buildings. Yeah. So just talk about that. I think, I think that's kind of a lot of people's jam, just passive income and equity. Yeah. And that's why I went, because me and my husband are tired. Okay. We we are, we are very tired. So we're trying to make moves to have more time to live, but like, you know, honestly, a few years back, I took on less clients and I filled it up with ballroom dancing in Greek. So we know, I don't know how to do nothing, but (laughs) I do want more time to do all the things I want to do. So, uh, I started total equity because I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to get into real estate. Let's do it. And, uh, to be honest, it's just buying apartments with my money plus investors money. And we have to, you know, make sure we do the business plan and then sell it and give profits to the investors. But I don't want to be a slumlord because, you know, I grew up in no. apartments. I had seven yeah. by the time I was 21, to be honest. I wow. Lived. Yeah, it was wow. great. I know how to so this has like one. Okay. <laughs> do we need to, is that, do we need to share that? <laughs> no, Maybe that's a personal thing we'll share later. <laughs> Put in the show notes. Yeah. So now this even has like a, a personal. Yeah. I want to buy the tax I grew up in. Yeah. One day, yeah. but it's in Connecticut. So like, I don't want to buy in that market, to be honest, but like one day that might be a full circle. It's thing really expensive up here. It's just, it's just, you know what <laughs> it is. I moved out because of weather, state income tax, and people are just happier and nicer down here. And, and, and yeah, in just, Texas, y'all aren't, she's in Texas. Y'all, y'all, I'm starting my y'alls. Um, yeah. I mean, I love AC. Like I fucking love, like I yeah. am a sweaty person. Um, so yeah. it's wonderful, yeah. but. <laughs> sorry, tangent. Uh, buying apartments is wonderful because of passive income, right? But like, you want to just make sure your tenants are taken care of too. And like, that's the same thing. If your reputation's built from those tenants being happy, your investors being happy, then you cut, just keep going. It's fairly newer. So I have a few deals in the works, but um, it's kind of, it's difficult because there's so many moving parts. Like I don't know a water heater from a chiller. Like I'm like, this is cool. What does it do? A chiller? I, just, I don't even know what that is. That's yeah, a thing. So, no, so yeah. I bring people that know that with me. That's, but that's used, that's working smart, girl. Cause like- <laughs> No, this is about, listen, like, side note, like, this, this is knowing your strengths. Roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's more than one. Like, I don't know. Right. So this is just, you knowing your strengths and having this discipline, having this structure that you've accumulated in yourself to be like, okay, here's where I have capacity. Here's what I have space for. Here's what I know. And, and then looking what you're good at as well. Yeah. And, and then pulling in the resources that you need and that you might not be able to do on your own. I think that that that's, listen, yeah. put a pin in that because that's part of it. There's a lot of people <laughs> are is, like, I is. can, people are like, I can do, I can lose weight on my own. I can get my fitness under control for me. Like the clients that I work with, they're like, no, I'm cool. Like, yo, but you've been talking about doing the same shit since I've yeah. known you for five years and you're still in the same place. So like, oh, oh I can fix this. Tough. I can fix this on my own, but how's that working out? 
right? I think that's a smart piece to be like, here's what I can do. Here's what I know how mm-hmm. to do. And it's cool to ask for help and go seek out other people. And resources. you're still learning in the process. Like I'm still learning a lot in the process, just having these people with me that are more experienced because what I bring to the table is making sure things are organized. The processes are put into place. I'm organizing the the property manager. I'm not the property manager, but I am making sure they're doing their job, right? So it's just one of those things where uh, you got to know your place and then learn as you go as well. So you kind of are a little bit more well-rounded in the business. Absolutely. I I mean, but that's, an, I think, uh, something you apply to your life. Yeah. You much. know? <laughs> much. Yeah. So what would you say? Well, let's let's talk about to um, drink more because that's also, I probably think, yeah. mirrors a lot of what you're saying about this discipline, yeah, I mean, about the structure. A, yeah, that it's a product because um, we had no products in our business. And mm-hmm. my husband's actually the formulator because he's a registered dietitian and um, retired professional bodybuilder too. So like, he's, you know, I guess more like well-known in that, in that industry and, um, you know, bring some authenticity to it. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's just a water enhancer with minerals that helps incentivize hydration. So you can drink all day versus just like a one-time electrolyte drink. Um, I like that. Yeah. Because honestly, like I'm a camel and I forget to drink water. So like, it's one of those, (laughs) I think he made it for me. Yeah, but no, <laughs> I, I don't have to be as involved with that one. I mean, it is our business, but like we have a couple of business partners and I can, I'm in the conversations, but like, I guess I don't have to do all the everything about it. Like I do with the other yeah. two businesses. It's we like that. We like that. Yeah. So um, I guess my, like my question now is like when someone, how would you, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who is like, in chaos and whatever that, mm. that can mean, it could be like in a chaotic family situation coming from chaos in their childhood. And they're still battling that with their, their adulthood or just anything that they feel is chaotic. What advice would you give to implement some of the structure and discipline in their life that for them to be successful? Well, first off, they have to get away from the situation. Um, yeah. my life changed instantly when that happened, mm-hmm. but then you still feel kind of lost. Um, and then give it time. And, and work on yourself a lot. Like don't keep uh, listening to what other people are saying. Don't keep listening to or scrolling. Just make shit happen. You know, I, I'm not a big plan of like, oh, in five years, I'll do this. I, I'm a more believer. Okay, this month, I'm going to try this. Next month, I'm going to do this. You know, mm-hmm. whatever works for you, figure it out. Like mm-hmm. it took me a while to realize that I need color-coded planners in my life. Love okay? that. That can check things off. It keeps me going because I forget everything. So I need to mm-hmm. know everything. Find a mm-hmm. process that works for you so you can get and make those steps necessary to get to where you need to go. And of course, surround yourself with people that are, are also doing the same because it really does help. They say, I mean, choosing the people that are around you is huge, is huge. And of course, I always thought I could do it myself. So um, yeah. that was myself yeah. for a long time. But I feel like I could have been a little bit farther if I if I did that sooner. Yeah. It helps um, to ease the weight, man. Like you don't have to carry yeah. this whole thing by yourself. Like you can Look reach out and ask for like, support. You know, yeah, that and like, you know, on those days you're not motivated and you're relying on discipline, it kind of helps being like, okay, they're 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 pushing through too. You know, like it's just kind of one of yeah. those things. Like well, that camaraderie. Dieting, like, yeah, that camaraderie exactly. of knowing that you're not the only one who's like in the struggle, right? That's why I think like teams mm-hmm. and support groups and communities are really important, especially yeah. when people are in that vibe. So I to love be honest, what you're I was saying. supposed to be anti that. I, women's groups, things like that. I oh, not me be too, me too. Uh, and I was always felt like, why am I so like, I don't go to the bathroom with me. Like, I don't want to go to the bathroom with I'm a fine. girl. Leave me alone. Like, I, can like, do it. I don't know. I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't fit in in that sense. And like, yeah. now I do get it to an extent, but you have to find the right group for you because there are some right. ones that are full of shit. I'm not going to lie. Right. Um, right. But it, yeah. But if you find the people that you actually like your energy matches and like, oh, wow, like they want to do cr- crazy things too, even if it's not in the same industry keep your, keep each other accountable. Like maybe meet every couple of weeks and, and kind of see yeah. what each other's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like that, saying that it out loud be. saying, Hey, I'm going to do this makes you kind of do it. Cause you told somebody. <laughs> yeah. That verbal, that work. verbal commitment, that verbal accountability. But yeah, yeah. I, I love what you're saying. I think that's it. Having, having, removing yourself, get mm-hmm. out. And I know that that's harder yeah, that's- said than done. And Sometimes you just have to jump with or without a parachute, because if you stay in this situation three more months, what's going to happen? If you stay in here six more months, a year, five years, 10 years, now you're 70. You know what I'm saying? Now, I mean, in my family, like someone's with their abuser, it's like still is not out. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, at some point, you know, like I I feel stuck. I don't know what to do. I'm like, why don't you go talk to someone at the town? hall, see what's available. Yeah. Talk to people, see what is out there. There's more resources out there. 
for everybody, mm-hmm. even if you're just, a, you know, just left your household and you need something like there mm-hmm. are resources, like go talk to people yeah. in the town, see what people have, a join yeah. meetup groups, Facebook still thing with millennials, maybe older millennials. Whatever. Sure. Uh, figure it sure. out. Meet up. Meet up. Eventbrite. <laughs> yeah. You know, meet people that are in maybe the same industry or the industry you want to be in. Talk to them. See if they'll, yeah. you know, the more conversations you have, the better you're going to feel about what direction you're going in. Because there's Absolutely. less unknown. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that you're what when like you're like, just go and do this thing, you know, just call the town. Try it out. There's why not? Because because I think sometimes we're like, I hate where I am and I want to go here. And then we're looking at it from A to Z instead of A to B. There is something that you can do right now, even if it's insignificant, even if it's small, like going on face. That's what I'm saying. Going on going on (laughs) Google and just being like support groups or unless you're trying to like diagnose yourself, don't do that. But yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. If you have a physical ailment, everybody's this is a deadly, yeah, (laughs) deadly disease. So don't do it. But no, I I think looking at Mm -hmm. it as like the smallest. Yeah. step that you can take right now. And the more that you do that, the more you feel empowered and in control of like, oh, I am moving the needle. I am in control mm-hmm. of my life. So, and there will keep, be times where yeah. the, the ground is shaking and I feel like I'm losing control and I'm just like, okay, what can I control in this moment? Right now. And that's, that's it. That's it. You know, sometimes I get, I mean, we, it's never going to end. Life is fucking crazy. So like, all right, if you, if you know yourself enough, you're like, okay, I tend to over, almost re- overreact and like kind of get really anxious when I feel like my, my, you know, structure is kind of going. And I'm like, okay, what can I control to make this go back to normal? <laughs> and so then you just kind of do those things, right? Yeah. Like that's just yeah. what life is about is controlling the the ups and downs. And I know it sounds like cliche, but I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah. It's being Cause the only thing you're in control of is, is how you respond, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't control life because life is going to respond like really quickly to my husband in like a bad way i'm like oh shit so sorry that was the tr- yeah trauma and i was like goodbye <laughs> yeah <laughs> we we're, listen we're all work we're all works in progress you know but yeah. i it's true you yeah. you have to be able to like control what you can control and when it feels overwhelming it might be because you're trying to control things that are so fucking far out of your control that it's making or you other anxious. people yeah, that's what I'm saying. Can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> I yeah. tried to do that when I was younger. It doesn't work. <laughs> right, right. If I could just get them to do this, guess what? You're not. But what you could do is do what's best for you in that moment, whether they yeah. do X, Y, or Z or not. Who gives a shit? Yeah. All that you can control is how you feel, what you think, how you're yeah. taking care of yourself, how you're moving, what your responses are. So yeah, be in control and ask for help. Get the community. Yeah. Find that support. I love it. Yeah. My husband was a very strong personality too. So like, I was kind of afraid of being lost in him because Mm. like, he's just so strong and so just logical thinking, like people just go to him for advice and he's just so good at it. And, um, you know, I found myself feeling like I was always in the wrong, always the one that's, you know, in chaos, always the one that has something wrong with her. Right. But it's really not the case. It's like, he helped me grow when I was in that weird, trying to learn myself insightful time when I was making those moves. And then I helped him in different ways too. um, what he thought he was. He's like, Oh shit. I had a lot of call me out with those things. So I was like, okay. I'll, and you call me out, even though I'm going to cry. And <laughs> <still did. laughs> But we did, we, we made it. So we were very honest. Uh, but yeah. we have rules like no name calling, no stonewalling, no gaslighting, things like that. But the like horsemen, get the horsemen out. Yeah, we're very kind to each other um, in that regard. And it's really helped both of us evolve as our own people. But we're like also, yeah. you know, doing it together, I guess you could yeah. say. So having that really did help too. Once I was, you know, solidifying myself, insightful introspection is what they call it, I believe. And then, you know, it just helps having someone that can call you out if you're going back to start. I'm like, really? Am I doing that? Oh, um, yeah. I might be right. You might be right. Yeah. You need a homie. <laughs> you need like a real, yeah. I just got che- my homegirl, Jess, shout out Jess. Cause I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> she literally just checked me. Cause I was like complaining about the same shit. And she's just like, baby girl. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're like, shit. I was like, fucking Ugh. A. I was like, you're right. You're right. I'm, I got it noted. I'm going to do something yeah. about it. Right. Cause like I'm complaining yeah. about it, but I'm not taking action. And she was like, um, hello girl, mm-hmm. baby girl. <laughs> Like, so go chess. <laughs> yeah. You know, but whether it's your husband, whether it's a Jess, like whether it's somebody in your life, but, but someone who can like real talk you, that's mm. super important that you won't just get like a reaction to, and then be negative and like, you know, be like, Oh no, I'm not defensive. Is really what I was looking yeah. for. Like you got to catch yeah. yourself. Cause I get really defensive yeah. if I'm like triggered or whatever it's yeah. called, but I'm like, Oh shit. No, that's, that's, that's a me problem. Exactly. Because whoever is, like, 
they're saying it with love. Like I'm, she wasn't doing it to like be an asshole to me. She was just like, I'm saying this because I love you. And I don't know if you can see the blind spot that you're in. So I'm going to, as your homegirl for life, I'm going to, like, I'm just, I'm going to give you this. There's only one exception to that. It's those people that like I help that go on like a, you know, a plan of mine and their best friends like, Oh, why are you doing that? Like, Oh, um, Mm. why don't you just eat this? Like, you know, that they're doing it out of jealousy without realizing they're doing it. Yeah. That's not that. That's 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 a totally different thing. So just like, remember that guys when just, just yeah, there's a difference between like, like, like homey love and criticism (laughs) and judgment and you feel it. You can feel it immediately. Like in your body, maybe the hairs Mm -hmm. on your arms stand up. One is supportive, loving, respect and trust the person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not somebody who you haven't talked to from high school 13 years ago. Just let that go. You know what I mean? Just let that go. <laughs> let it go, guys. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate you sharing just insight of, of, of how you've built this fantastic life with these super successful business, super successful partnership, and oh, have moved into a place in your life where you are so secure and sound and ground. And I, I just oh, appreciate that. One thing to add is actually be smart with your money and don't overspend. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Just had to that's say it. that, guys. Like, but that's that's all part of the means. That's the discipline. Ooh. That's yeah, the discipline. I, I, that's the structure. You that's know? also the fear of being back there. You know, I never want to feel like I can't spend my own good food is my shit. I don't want mm-hmm. to have to like sacrifice my good food. Okay. That's an, in, that's an investment, <laughs> not an expense. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's an investment. Just like I'll my di- I will, I'll die on that hill. I'll die on that hill. Yeah. Oh, yes, what I kind agree. of puppies you got? I have five. So I have four long haired chihuahuas and one like German shepherd mutt mix who has like two back legs that are kind of like bent, she was hit by a car at six months old. So they they broke, but Baby. she's she's fucking fast. Okay, she's caught in a squirrel, a bunny, and a bird. Yeah, where's mine? Did you hear that? Yeah, <laughs> she's she's napping. Don't bother her. She's yeah, oh she's God. napping. <laughs> All right. Well, I like to close out the show with a fun little game, um, because yes, we have structure. Yes, we have discipline, and we also can laugh a little bit and have fun and make that's what she said jokes. You know what I'm oh, saying? My favorite. I know. I know. So I'm going to ask you drum roll. All right. We're going to play a game called how millennial are you? Um, the points are real. Everything matters. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You ready? All right. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a series of three questions. They will progressively get harder. Um, like I said, everything matters. (laughs) I feel myself sweating. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. All right. You ready? Yes. Which one of these people did not date Taylor Swift? Joe Jonas, Zach Efron, John Mayer, or Taylor Lautner? Who did not date Taylor Swift? John Mayer. Final answer? Yeah. I don't no. know shit. No. Know shit. No, it is uh, Zach Efron. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Damn. <laughs> I don't, are, you, are you a Swifty? No, but I, 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 well, I like all music, but I'm not like sure. obsessed. If that See, makes sense. that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's cute. Like she's cool. Yeah. Yay. You know, 22. Yeah. Great. Yeah. When I'm telling you I'm watching this last concert and I have severe FOMO, I was like, I'm. Yeah. I mean, did you see I'm the outfits everyone was wearing? I'm like, oh, I want to go. <laughs> I, it just, and out here in, in Boston, um, Gillette stadium. It was like a monsoon and it just and looked like a, like a biblical experience with like you know in the rain. <laughs> what I'm going to see Mount Rife in November. And I got like third rows back. To I don't know that comedy guy. Just look him up. He's amazing. Oh my God. Matt. Yes. <laughs> I love him. He is a, I know. And I got a VIP little... thing so I can like touch him. So here we are. You know, just send him my way. Cause I am married. I like, girl, hubby, you know what I mean? Hubby, you know? get, become friends. I was just like, Chris, become friends with him because like, I want him to be my friend. <laughs> It's and like then you're fine. gonna just be like introduce him to this cool chick you met on a podcast called Angela. Thanks. And now okay. we're best friends. Second Thank question. You so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Deal. Second question. You ready? Yeah. Please, mm-hmm. please. I love Matt. Right. Okay. What is Uncle Jesse's last name from Full House? Mm, I know. Uh, Tough one. Tough no, one. I know it, but I forget if it's like a certain. Well, he's Greek, so I fucking loved him. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> okay, like family. It's like, I want to say Serpocalypse, but that's not it. Um, Close. <laughs> I know. I know. But I was like, I think I have the apocalypse stuff in my head. Close. Um, All right. You ready? Yeah. 
Katsopoulos. Katsopoulos? Katsopoulos. Jesse Katsopoulos. Apocalypse. We're going to call him that. Oh, I mean, it was close, but I feel like <laughs> most Greek names probably end in that. <laughs> I mean, my maiden name's Ascades. So, yeah. Close. <laughs> okay. Last question. Third and final question. I'm failing. Yes. This is a, no, this, this is it. This is going to be the winner. I feel it. Okay. Okay. All right. Which soap star, like soap opera star finally won her first Emmy in 1999 after being nominated almost every year since 1978. You like me. You really like me. Wasn't that her? No. (laughs) You're like throwing your hands up. You're like, I have something no idea. about Jerry Springer, man, or Maury. Like, <laughs> I know. Okay. It was Susan Lucci. It was Susan Lucci. No fucking idea. You thought that was going to be the one? I don't know. <laughs> all right. All right. All right I asked this. Time. I actually asked this question and they didn't get it right. So I'll ask you, what was the segment that Jerry Springer did? This is a bonus question that Jerry okay. Springer did at the end of every show. What was it called? The segment he did oh, to yeah, close out the show. You said to ask you about Jerry Springer. <laughs> I know, but like that part, yeah. I just grew up with it. That's all I remember. <laughs> remember at the end, he would have that like sick 90s background behind him. Yeah. And it was called Jerry's Final Thoughts. May he rest. I, I know. I know. That's sad. May he rest. Weird. All right, my friend. Is there anything else that you want to share? Any words of advice and parting words with the people before we sign off today? I think... Uh, yeah, actually, you know, yeah. I've learned a lot. Everyone goes to these conferences and um, all these informational things, get-togethers. Yeah, it's good. You're networking, you're learning. But at some point, you have to stop being consumer and you have to start taking action. And I think that's what I really want people to start doing um, because you might fail, but like at least you're going to get some experience out of it because I've definitely failed. I've had my hardships, but, you know, action is, I think, what's missing because mm-hmm. literally I see the same people over and over again and they haven't done anything. So yeah, yeah. We're taking action, please. And I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I love that. Cause there's never a perfect, perfect moment. There's just right now. So just yeah. do it. That's just it. do it. Life is All too right. short. Totally. Mm-hmm. Too short. This is it. Where can they find you? Where can um, everybody find you? I have a lot of random things, but mostly probably Instagram at Alexia Tuttle one. My businesses are all listed on there. Tuttle nutrition, drink more, Tuttle equity, or it's Tuttle finance. Um, or what my website, TuttleNutrition.com or TuttleEquity.com or DrinkMore.com. Cool. It's really kind of simple, guys. I, I kind of made it that way. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll oh, put the Instagram in the show notes. Yeah, tell I me. I do want to shout out. I am about to be on the board of a nonprofit for veterans. Um, it's for veterans who want to get into aviation. So we kind of bridge that gap. Um, and so that's Cloud Dancer Scholarship. So if you want information on that, contact me. I'll send it your way. We have a gala October 14th here in uh, DFW. I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here, sharing your story, giving us some inspo, some motivation. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. And we will talk to you soon. All right, everybody. Y'all got this. And go be epic. Oh yeah, baby. We made it. Thank you so much for listening. You can find all the information on today's guest in the episode show notes. So be sure to give them some love. Please follow, like, rate, and review this podcast wherever you are listening. Your support means so much and it helps the folks like you find our tribe of trailblazing badass unicorns. Don't forget to join our free text community. Just text the word sweat remix to 855-534-2890 and you are in. Get your weekly doses of inspo and motivation to live your truth. And for more information on how you can join the Sweat Remix movement community, visit sweatremix.com. Thank you so much. And remember, go be epic.